What's up, planner lovers? It's your girl, Sharice, and I'm back for this week's episode of the Plan on Purpose podcast. This week, we have Julie from Julie's Plans, and man, what a fun conversation. What I love about Julie is not only how she uses her brand to show us her amazing and beautiful planner videos and her funny vlogs, but how she's really about building community and using everything she does to bring people together. So make sure that you listen to the whole episode so you can get all the details. If you like what you're hearing, make sure that you share with a friend. Head on over to Plan On Purpose on Instagram, comment, and let me know what you think about today's episode. Let's get into it. So first of all, of course, I want to say thank you for taking time out of your day. I know it's early where you are. So thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank you for having me. Um, will you introduce yourself? I'm trying to get into a habit of that because I realize I know all of my guests. Well, I think I know them because I follow you all on social media. <laughs> and stuff but um, I think I know you, but I want to make sure my audience knows who you are and what you do. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. I am Julie and pretty much known on just about every platform as Julie's Plans. I am a planner, a mom, a army wife or retired army wife, I should say. I'm also a veteran, uh, cancer survivor, cheese lover, coffee connoisseur, fluent in sarcasm. That is me Mm -hmm. in a nutshell. (laughs) That's one of my favorite things. Okay. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So I asked everyone this question and I love hearing the responses. How did you get into planning? It's actually one of my favorite questions to answer too. So um, when my husband was still in the military, uh, he was actually headed out on his final overseas tour. His actually, actually his fifth one over a 22 year uh, time period. And we had actually just bought a house. We had made the decision already to uh, retire in the area that we currently live in, in Georgia. Um, But I also had a son in middle school, a daughter in high school, new home, husband going overseas. And I just was really looking for a way to stay organized and stay on top of everything. You know, when you purchase a new home, there's all kinds of things that could possibly happen and things that you need to keep track of. I needed to keep track of my kids' school things, sports things, my work, you know, everything that I was doing. And I started looking up ways to, you know, stay organized, stay on top of things. Um, And I kind of headed over Pinterest um, or headed over to Pinterest because back then it it was a really big like source of, you know, information and it's kind of making its little comeback. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, I started looking at planners. Like when I looked at organization, next thing you know, planners are popping up and I saw a couple pictures from someone um, who now happens to be a really good friend of mine, but um, I saw a picture of this planner and it was um, a picture by Jen um, over at Jen plans. I'm sure that there's not a single person who doesn't know who she is, but um, yes, I sure do. Um, that's how I like fell down the rabbit hole. Like I didn't immediately like buy a life planner um, because I was like, that's expensive. Like I laugh now saying that's expensive because we all know we spend <laughs> insane amount of planners but um (laughs) so I headed over to Amazon I was like there's got to be a more affordable option and so my first planner um as far as joining this planner community was actually a bloom daily planner and I started looking at all these pictures and I was like I'm gonna do what all these people are doing and and then just fast forward this is where I'm at now like (laughs) 
<laughs> All it took was a little picture on Pinterest and I fell in love. <laughs> yes. For some of us, it's the picture we see. It's somebody mm-hmm. else's planner. It's always like that. So just, much inspiration. small thing. I feel like mm-hmm. when people jump into planning, it's the literal like like manifestation of the idea that when you drop a you know, a pebble in a pond, you don't know how mm-hmm. much it's going to ripple. Like, exactly. That's exactly. exactly. What this is when you mm-hmm. get into planning. I mean, this is the same thing with me. I started and now I have an entire like craft room full of mm-hmm. the things. So, yes. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your planner community journey, because you just said, you know, you saw a, a picture and this, you know, person became your friend. One of the stories I love um, about just being in this community period is that everybody seems to meet people or have friends or, Mm -hmm. you know, people who become like really good friends and it starts with the hobby. So tell me a little bit about your planner community journey. It it really does start with this hobby because I feel like we're kind of our own like little weird community, like people from the outside looking in, like judge us big time. Like you're using all of those pens and all of those stickers, but we get it and they don't. Right. And it like immediately creates that connection with us that, you know, we see this thing and we see the value that it brings into our lives. And that's kind of how my journey started was I just I've always loved stationery. I've always loved post-its. And then you add like stickers to it. It was like all of my failed attempts at scrapbooking finally came to like fruition. You know, like this was my style of scrapbooking my life. You know what I mean? Um, By making lists and making it cute and adding pictures and all of this stuff. And my journey kind of went from that, you know, little $5 Bloom Daily planner to um, using an Erin Condren Life planner. I've even tried like A5 rings and uh, what I think I've tried just about everything on the planet. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I've um, seen your videos on the, on the been, A5 rings. It's beautiful. They're yeah, beautiful. It's, it's just been amazing. And I, I'm so thankful for all of the events that were created, like Go Wild, um, that really gave us all an opportunity to invest in ourselves by spending money on these trips and, and all of these things to meet these people that we were connecting with for years already on the internet. But then we actually got to meet people and it just made those connections stronger. Like these weren't just your internet friends. These are your actual friends. And you've seen that like evolve over the years that people weren't just meeting up at conventions. They were then taking you know, like group group trips or, or planning side trips, not just at events, because those things can kind of be overwhelming. There's a lot of people and not always a lot of time to connect with your inner circle. You know what I mean? But it's just been great to see it kind of, you know, hop out of Instagram into the real world, because at the end of the day, like planning and what we do with our planners is our real, our real, ugh, I can't talk. <laughs> it is our real world. You know, it's, it's, you know, we post a picture really quick on Instagram, but it's more than just that picture. And I think that that's what this community um, kind of gives us back. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're spending all this time and money on this hobby, yeah. but we get back that connection with one another. And it's just, it's amazing. And I think that that's what, if you continue to connect with other people, I think that that's what can make your planner journey more meaningful. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, Myself can say the same. I've gotten a few um, connections with just being like, this is what I love. And I think it's what's amazing is not just being able to have a friend that you can have a conversation with about life, about whatever you're a mom, about your journey, you know, about your journey Mm -hmm. with everything you have 
going on medically and things like that. But like when you actually can step outside of that and really just geek out about all the mm-hmm. planner stuff, like <laughs> it just it makes it that much better. Because like two minutes ago, we were just having a whole conversation about, oh, you know, my husband's getting on my nerves today or this is what we <laughs> work right. is crazy. And then now you're like, did you see the new A5? Like you're like... <laughs> Like, we're the only ones who get excited about paperweight, right? Like, if you were to talk to your coworker about, you know, 80-pound paper versus 120 GSM, they'd probably be like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I thought it was just me. I have had conversations with people about paper and the way that they look at me. Yeah. What I told my Don't boss last uh, regular paper. <laughs> exactly. I told my boss a couple weeks ago, he handed me a pen and it was like ballpoint. And I was like, no, thank you. I don't use ballpoint. And I didn't realize that like came out of my mouth so quickly, but I meant to say, I'll use my own pen. Thank you. But I was, I was so quick. I was like, no, thank you. I, I don't use ballpoint. And he just looked at me like, Excuse oh my me. goodness. <laughs> that, you know what? That happened to me when I had friends over and we were doing like this whole thing like with planning I was showing them about vision boards and that's that's been another part of this journey for me with planning is introducing some of the people that I do know where we connect on other levels like hey try this um and they were like oh do you have a pen and I literally had like I have that one target cup that everybody has with the face on it and it's full of like it's got like my pen gems pens in there and all this my paper making I was like oh yeah let me go upstairs and get you what she was like you don't have the pens your pins are right there. And I was like, oh, no, no, you can't. No, we going to, I'm going to get you. <laughs> Those are not get your you one from upstairs. I don't, mm-mm, mm-mm. you walk away with my pin gems pen. We're going to have a problem. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad it's not just me, but that's, that's it. Right. You get excited about it. You get, I talk to people who, um, one of my friends, she sews and having a conversation with her about fabric. It's like, um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> right. I know nothing about fabric, but it's like, Absolutely you start to understand not. how, you know, other communities and how people are passionate about those things, whether it's like cooking or sewing or photography. Right. And you just start to get it because you hear them talking about it. And you're like, we could have this same exact conversation in the planner community. And, and it, yes. it makes sense, you know, so you can kind of appreciate other people's craft and how much they love it because we have our own community and, you know, we appreciate what we do. So I I think it's, I just think it's awesome. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Now you have a lot of different um, parts to your story. As you just said, you're Mm -hmm. a veteran, you're a retired military spouse, you're a mom, you're a cancer survivor. What made you go from um, this idea, these ideas and thoughts and saying, Hey, I want to do this and put these things on paper to, I want to share them with, you know, the world, because I, I, I did find out in the beginning, you weren't very like, okay, let me just tell all the information. Mm-hmm. Um, you're really tight and really personal. What made you want to share? Um, I think it became easier to share once my husband retired. Uh, I'm sure you understand as a military spouse, there's only so much information that yeah. we can share on the internet. So when yeah. I first joined the planner community, you know, my husband was overseas. So that wasn't really something that I could share. I mean, people knew, but they never knew where, when he had left, when he was coming back, you know, all of that stuff that you have to keep private. Um, But once he retired, it was like, okay, now I can finally start to talk about our lives a little bit more. And it really meant a lot 
for me to share the things that I had been through because I wanted to be more than just a highlight reel. As people say, you know, there's a real person behind that planner. And, you know, when I'm sharing a particular thing or a reason why my week doesn't look the way it normally looks, I want to share the why behind that and remind people that this is real life. While this is a hobby and pictures look cute and all of those things, there's things going on with people that really matter and that affect their everyday lives. Um, And there's nothing wrong with sharing that. There really isn't. Like it needs to be something a little bit more normal. Obviously, everyone should just share whatever they're comfortable with sharing. But I feel like as someone who I often like to joke about myself as like an elder in the community. Yeah, I mean, Um, you can out here for a little bit doing something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I just, I just think that it's important to continue to share those stories so that it becomes normal and that, um, so that it also makes you more relatable so that people aren't like, oh, okay, she doesn't just take beautiful, <laughs> you know, pictures and post them online or her planner life isn't always perfect. Um, and the more relatable that you are to your community, I hate to say to your followers, but it's really a community of people. I think that the more people will feel connected to you and that's how you create community. It's not always trying to show this perfectly crafted life with perfectly well-lit posed photos and, and all of these things. I think it's important to share what you're actually going through in life because I guarantee you there's probably someone else watching that's going through the same thing and is trying to figure out how the hell they're going to deal with it, you know? Yeah. So that's what I kind of try to tell people. If you're trying to create a community or you're trying to grow your community or you're following your subscribers, all of those things, like just be real with your audience. Like there's absolutely no reason to put on fakeness because people will see right through that real quick. (laughs) You know? Listen. Um, Yeah. That's it. That's it right there. It is. It is. I've worried about that. Um, when I started sharing like, you know, my Bible journaling and doing all of these things, because I do Bible journal, journal um, because I am Christian and mm-hmm. it's one of the ways that I have, that's my self-care. Um, mm-hmm. It really is. And it's a way that I can connect in all of these things, but that, I mean, I'm still a real person, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I would love to just share all of these and say that, oh, I'm just doing this because this kit came out today and it's what I want right. to use. But really I started doing it because I needed to grow. That was it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I need to grow mm-hmm. God. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it the way I'm supposed to be doing it. And to be real, I'm not even 100% reading my Bible the way that I should. But mm-hmm. now that I'm putting in this work and really seeing it as an opportunity for me to grow and I'm excited about it, I'm picking it up. It's making me do other studies and see other things and being like, oh, I did this Bible journaling page on this. Maybe I should look at where these other scriptures go. Like, it's helped me. And mm-hmm. so I felt the same way and, and still feel the same way about sharing just about that. And the fact that, yeah, like I, I'm a person and this is helping me. But at the same time, like I'd rather be honest about it because what if you looked at your, your journal and said, Oh, I don't want to share that. Like I'm doing this or that like put this in my planner because I don't want people to hold me accountable or say like, Oh, you're this person, but you're not that person. It's like, no, I'm a whole bunch of people all in here. Like, (laughs) so yes, I am definitely thankful for, you know, you wanting to share because I've learned, I've learned quite a bit from your channel. Um, one of the things I learned about, as you quoted earlier, you like to switch planners quite a bit. So, I do. <laughs> tell me a little bit about like how you make the decisions to do that. Cause I know like you went, well, okay. I, we know that 2020 had a different <laughs> reason why people were switching planners. Let's just keep it 100. Oh, like 
Yes. <laughs> people were switching planners because there was a lot of not cool things happening and a lot of like really like rough things happening in the community. But right. what made you decide to kind of like start jumping around and moving around and um, and switching things? And like, how do you decide to do that? So a lot of, um, you know, like you were saying, 2020, like really, you know, opened our eyes to where, you know, some companies stood or didn't stand. Um, and I don't, I don't fault anyone for still choosing to use what works for them. You know, you have to, at the end of the day, do what's best for you. And that's kind of how I felt. I kind of used it as an opportunity to be like, you know what, I need to take a step away from that brand and maybe start looking at some other brands. And at first it was, I'm not going to lie. It was a little bit like, uh, there was a lot of anxiety because I also had to have like a gut check, like a reality check that I had indeed built a lot of my brand off of only using one particular brand. And it was never really intentional. It just kind of happened. And <clears throat> it kind of gave me an opportunity to be like, okay, if I'm not using this and I'm saying that these things matter to me, that these things are what I hold near and dear to my heart, uh, you know, companies that appreciate and promote black and brown artists and, and stand up for social justice and things like that, then I want to work with brands like that who clearly show that that is what they support. If this is what really matters to me, not to get like super deep, but that's kind of what 2020 did for me. You know, yeah, is if, no. if this really matters to me, then I want to show it by using brands that also show that it matters to them Absolutely. and show that to my audience as well, that it is okay. You don't have to use one cookie cutter brand all the time. You could mix it in with the other brands as well. Um, <clears throat> but it really mattered to me to focus on brands that really showed that they were paying attention. And it, it just, it, it just kind of shifted a lot of things for me, honestly. And over the years, you know, you'd hear people say, oh, you switch planners so much and da, da, da. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Because at the end of the day, I can plan on a post-it note. You know what I mean? Right? Trying to paper. plan and, and creating beautiful planners. That's the hobby side. I, at mm -hmm. the end of the day, none of us needs any of this. This is the hobby part of it. And it's really important to recognize that. And switching planners is part of the hobby of it. I love trying new things. I think if anything, 2020 taught us that doing the same thing over and over and over again got us nowhere. <laughs> you know? Um, so I treat switching planners the same way. Try something new or recognize and work with brands that are doing new and innovative things and working with more uh, people of color, you know, highlighting people of color consistently, not just when it's convenient. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. I think that it's, it's <laughs> going to be interesting to watch in 2021 as we mm -hmm. kind of look over how these things are being addressed. Um, but I think there are a lot of industries, in, including mm -hmm. the planner industry and creative industry, I should say, that kind of needed that shock. They needed that. Right. Oh, absolutely. To say, mm, you, you might not have been paying that much attention to this. And though you should have been. Now right. And so. I think that happened even to a lot of people. Like you thought that you were paying attention to these things. Mm -hmm. But when it was like, you know social media kind of really like put it in our faces a little bit more like you you weren't yeah. going to your local newspaper to read about these things it was everywhere twitter instagram facebook you really just couldn't ignore it and then you could see the brands that were 
blatantly ignoring it <laughs> and yeah. the ones that were not. And that, I think that that's how it really shifted my focus on what brands that I want to use and the people that I work with and how I work with people. Um, I wish I could remember the account, but they were, they had posted like, you know, how to work with brands during this time and to make sure that they are also working with people of color. So for me, a lot of 2020 was realizing that, okay, I am Latina, but a lot of people might not know that. So I really had to kind of another like gut check moment was to realize that I came from a place of privilege because I'm fully aware that I am a white passing Latina, you know? And mm. so it was like, make sure that when you're working with these brands, that they're not just working with you because of that, make right. sure that you work with them and say, Hey, this is a great opportunity. But I, also made it a point to constantly say, Hey, thank you for reaching out to me. And while you're doing that, here's a list of people I think you should also work with as well. And, right. you know, they're either Latina, you know, Hispanic, black, brown, everything, because it's just important to continue to do that. Not just to be like, Oh, look at me working with this person, do the work behind the scenes as well to make sure that it's not just you getting the exposure, you know? Right. Because the point of having a seat at the table is so you can pull up chairs, not so you can sit there and eat an entire feast and exactly. then get up and walk away. Exactly. Yeah, the point of having a seat at the table. So good. Mm -hmm. that's, really, that's really dope. It's, it's important to me. Like a brand recently reached out and it was for a uh, Spanish planner brand or yeah, just a Spanish, a Spanish planner that they were launching. And I was like, that's great. But the reality is, is I'm not fluent in Spanish, but I know this content creator who is, and this is who you need to be working with. You know, yeah. it's just, it's important to do that. Like, don't just take the free stuff because it's free. Like you need to be real. Like you can't promote this product. <laughs> right. You know, right. and, and, you know, it just, honestly, at the end of the day, it just felt better to be more real and honest with myself. Could I have probably done a half-assed job and promoted the planner? I could have. But it, it would have been yeah. horrible. It would have been horrible and it would not have been fair. Um, and I, I think it's important as a creator to recognize that, that not every collab or every deal is actually meant for you. It might be meant for someone else. And you probably know who that person is. And a true content creator will do that. It will tell that brand, this is not a good fit for me, but this is who would work. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's important for people who get that opportunity who might have a little bit of a leg up um, uh -huh. that so that the people underneath who, well, not only underneath mm -hmm. them, who are coming right. behind them, I should say, um, exactly. get the opportunity to do the same thing. Because That's how you build community. That's how you build community. Exactly. That it, it's important. Uh, speaking of building your brand, you also work. So <laughs> I do. <laughs> all the things I just want to know whatever that energy you said 22 years I need all that energy as a you know military <laughs> I need you to just send it on over here okay um but you so you do quite a bit what when did you decide uh to say this is something that's really building for me and you know I actually really want to make it into a brand because we, we don't all well I'm not going to say we don't all some people do get into it saying this is something I'm going to grow and and mm -hmm. make as a brand and they're doing a dope job of it but not everybody gets into this hobby with that idea some people just really want to share when did you right. cross that barrier and like what did you do to kind of keep yourself growing honestly I think it was when I really started uploading to YouTube more regularly and honestly it was when I got my first paycheck from YouTube it was kind of like a oh I didn't realize you could actually make money doing this and then as it continue to grow and grow, I was like, wow, this is um, 
starting to become equal to my full-time <laughs> income. And it kind of became like a, uh, I really need to treat this like a business. There are business expenses. There are, you know, things tied to this and things that I need to take care of. And I just realized that when I wasn't doing that, when I wasn't filming videos is when I felt <clears throat> the least fulfilled, like career wise and, and professional wise, as far as my brand goes. And that's how I knew it was something that I wanted to do because I actually wanted to do it. And I missed it when I wasn't doing it. Um, but something that I like to remind people is, is I'm in a very different season of life than the majority of my audience. Um, mm -hmm. I had my children very, very young. Um, and I'm perfectly okay with that. My daughter's 21. My son is 18. And that gives me a different level of time than a lot of people probably my age who are still dealing with younger kids under the age of 10 and all of the schedules that they add into your life. Um, so I do try to remind people that I'm not constantly chasing after toddlers or teens or anything like that. So I have more free time to devote to this hobby that has now become um, a second career for me. Say that for the Cherie standing in the back. Because I, I think what she tries to do is tell herself that just because she's right. at home by herself with a two-year-old doesn't mean she shouldn't be able to do all the things. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you can. So, and you will make time for the things that you actually want to do. And that's not to say that, you know, you should stop paying attention to your kids and things like that. But when my when I started this journey, my kids were still in school and they needed me a thousand percent. Um, and that's how I was able to kind of shift this over. Like, I, I almost want to tell people who are moms, parents, like, do something that is for you. Because when your kids start to get older, and they start to live their own lives, you don't want right. to have spent your entire time as a parent not doing something for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they, there's always like that emptiness syndrome, you won't feel so empty if the whole time you've been doing a little bit of something that is specifically just for you. Yeah, that that I think when I got married, I realized like halfway into like my second year that that fear of mine actually helped me. <laughs> like, right. you hear so many people talk to you about like, oh, when you get married and you become a mom, you just lose yourself and you look up thirty years later and you don't know who you are. Right. I was definitely afraid of that. I was right. deathly afraid of that. I, I was like, wait, I don't want that to be me. <laughs> And I think that, I think that can happen to a lot of parents. Like you just kind of fall into that. And, and I think when you realize, oh my God, I'm falling into that you know, role that I didn't want to, like, that's when you need to figure out what are you passionate about? What do you love? It doesn't have to be like a money-making venture, but do what you love. I was for a while there when I was a stay-at-home mom, I would do photography. I would have, I always had some kind of side hustle because that's just the kind of person that I was, whether it was selling Mary Kay or candles or whatever. I feel like as military spouses, we've all kind of done that, but it was just something to remind me that I wasn't, I don't want to say just a mom, but you know what I mean? It's like, I was more than that. And at the end of the day, when my kids move on and I've, you know, we've done our jobs as parents raising them, that I had something that was for me, something that I did for myself as well. Um, so that when I do go back and I give energy to my kids, I can give them that energy because I'm also taking care of myself as a person, not just as a mom. Um, yeah. And I, I think we have to remember that, that it's okay to be a little bit selfish and do things that is 
that are just for ourselves, but to also remember to take care of our families because, you know, it's, it's all a balancing act, <laughs> which is funny because balance is my word of the year. Is but, it? Um, it is. It is. I just, you know, we're going through a period of our lives where my husband is changing jobs and we're possibly moving to another state. And my, I have one daughter who just graduated college, a son who's about to go in college. So there's a lot of transition going on in our world. And I knew more than ever that balance was going to be my word was how to really balance, uh, transitioning, balancing my career with YouTube and social media. Um, you know, balancing moving, um, the new chapter for our kids. It's, it's a lot all at one time, but it, it can be done. And, you know, as military spouses, we are probably like one of the most resilient population on the earth. Yes, <laughs> yes, I like to tell my friends all the time, like when we have conversations, I'm like, some of the stuff that we have to do with in the time that we have mm-hmm. to deal with it is what I think makes it, it different. It's not that mm-hmm. we, that who are civilians can't deal with different things it's like right. the time that you have to deal with it and what tends to happen while you're right. dealing with it in the in the average household exactly. nobody's just gonna have to be plucked up and moved in the middle of having to have exactly. a surgery or I just had a baby mm-hmm. or I'm due with my child like you wouldn't make right. the decision to get on a plane and move to a different country mm-hmm. eight months pregnant like you just right with your first right. child like you know I think I'm just gonna let's just move to France today right. like that's just Let's just do that. Can we do that? Right. Like nobody, right. nobody's doing that. And we so don't even get to pick. We don't even get to pick when it happens. You know, the military is just like, oh, it's Christmas time. Time to move. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? You just were looking at your first house. Too bad. Right. It's time to go. <laughs> I always, I always tell people like, you know, the army definitely decides life for you. When we bought our first house, I think Jesse was twenty-two. I was twenty-one. We were stationed at Fort Campbell. We were like, oh. we're done. We love it here. Let's buy a home you know let's continue to grow our family I kid you not four months into having that house the army was like nope <laughs> <Stop> play. <laughs> they was like you know right. good time. Good time. I'm glad you had we, a good time we, it's time we hadn't even hung any pictures on the walls I was like you've got to be kidding me and <laughs> you know and it just that that's just how military life is and we I, I say we're not pessimistic people, but we're always prepared for the other shoe to drop. You know, we're like, you better Literally. use 3M. You have to use 3M hooks because you know you're not going to stay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Because it's not just, I say that all the time. And I love making my house into a home, but we've been in this house. We just moved. We've been in this house like not even six months or so. And I'm like, right. okay, we should get some curtains maybe. You know, these windows is a little, you know, open. So now maybe we should get some. <laughs> But yeah. when I thought about growing up, when I thought about having a house with the family, I thought like it's just going to be your house right. and you're going to make it look nice and it's going to be, you're going to love it. Not that you're going to be taking everything up and putting it down, you know, putting it down and taking it up and all this other, you're going to change and all this. So yeah, I definitely get it. But it makes, it definitely <laughs> makes for a, a great adventure, especially right. if you, you, you have a, a good, um, a good thought process about it. Like mm-hmm. you deal with the bad stuff when it comes, but you try to enjoy the good times when it comes right. as well. Like, exactly. I think that's one of the things, especially about military marriage that like really is, it makes for some people it that much more exciting because you get it the does. opportunity to really pay attention to the time that's good. Like, yes. how would you treat your spouse if you knew that he or she wasn't going to be there for a year? Mm-hmm. And you knew, like, you know what I mean? What would you do? Would you fight about who left 
you right. know, the, the garbage can not out or like who put the garbage right. can out, who put it out or would you just do it and, and get it done so that you could spend more time together? So right. it's definitely, um, it's definitely, it's, it's an interesting situation. <laughs> it is. It is. So we, we talked a lot about you and growing your brand too, about how you kind of go about that now. Um, what are some tips that you can give to anyone that's trying to grow their brand and do some different things within the community about how you kind of transitioned from, ah, I kind of like this, it's growing to now I'm being, I'm taking this seriously as a business. What are some tips you would give someone? Um, definitely like finance wise, get yourself a separate account. <laughs> there, there's like so many things I could tell you guys, you know, that there's a, a financial side to growing a brand. There is a, you know, legal side to growing a brand, but of course that all, you know, depends on what phase that you're in, but definitely keep track of the, the money that you're spending, because at the end of the day, if you're making an income from this, you have to report it to the IRS. <laughs> And you're going to want to keep track of the expenses that you have. So start creating those files, start tracking, you know, where your money is going with the, you know, new income that you may have, whether it's whether you have a shop or a YouTube channel or, you know, you're just working with different brands. Those things are really important because I can tell you last year when I started getting those um, tax forms from the different brands that I worked with, I was like, oh, snap. Right. I mean, they're, they, they are going to report that they paid you. So you need to report that you got paid. Um, the other thing, like overall, just brand wise is just be yourself. Don't try to be what everyone else is trying to be because people get tired of that. They don't want to see the same stuff over and over and over again on social media. Be yourself because truly as cheesy as it sounds, there really only is one you and you are going to find the people that relate to you or resonate with you and, and, you know, are with your vibe and with your energy. Um, if you try to be something that you're not, people are going to get bored and tired and just, they can, you know, you can smell fake from a mile away. So Yep. I think that that's what's most important is to just be yourself, whether as as imperfect as we all are. I think that that is so important because we all bring something unique to the table. There isn't like a standard of, you know, what one's life should look like. I know that there's a lot more, um, how should I say, more, you know, other influencers that are, you know, you kind of see them on your on your explore page on Instagram where you're like, you know, these people live in mansions or they somehow always have a photographer living with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not real life. Like, that, is, uh, that is not real uh, life. Um, and I think it's just important. Like, and it doesn't always have to be that you're sharing your plan or you could be sharing your favorite type of coffee or what you're currently reading. Like people want to know these things about you. They already know after a few years or months what planner you use, what planner style you have. That's kind of why I started introducing like weekly vlogs into my life or into my YouTube because I wanted people to see that I'm more than just per a person that makes pretty spreads in their planner. You know what I mean? Like I, I have a life and I kind of want to take people on that journey and just to kind of see yeah. what goes on sort of behind the scenes um, of my world as a parent of older kids, as a, you know, retiree military spouse and, you know, that what my season of life is looking like for me, because it's not going to be the same. There are people who have, you know, commented on my videos and they're like, we are so opposite, but they really love watching what it is that I put out there because it is still relatable. 
um, to everyday life. You know, like I was joking around in one of my videos, I was like, we eat real crappy food in my house. Like we truly do. I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys that I'm eating like three salads a day. And you know what I mean? like, I'm playing with me, right? Like these meals, like, man, who had that one time you made an amazing meal that one time and looks beautiful. That is not how you eat all the time. You took all them pictures in one day. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, and it's great. It's totally great. If you can do that with your life, but in my world, you know, we're having like frozen pizza every now and then and some craft macaroni and cheese on other days because I'm just too tired to chop vegetables <laughs> you know what I mean like that's just that's just everyday life and I think that if you keep showing people this completely fake unattainable life it first of all it's going to drain you to have to have these multiple personalities right <laughs> um right. just like, be yourself the idea of having you know, YouTube and right like I'm telling you that's one of the reasons I like podcasts I'm like today is a sweatpants mm-hmm. and t-shirt day and who am I impressing right. besides my mirror <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> right exactly so I will get right on that mm-hmm. and and do it that way like exactly that's why I don't really do a whole lot of like front facing videos. And I love my vlogs for that reason, because I just, I will get on camera without makeup, without my hair done. I don't care, <laughs> you know? Um, but it just, it's just real life. It's important to just show people the real life. Now, if you want to build your brand showing these perfectly curated photos, then that's okay too. But you're, the way you grow might be different and you need to be okay with that. So I think that that's important too. I love taking pretty pictures. I really do. Especially when my planner actually looks decent. <laughs> like, let me right, take a And it's not like quick, verbal. You know? You're like, right. oh, this is cute. <laughs> Right, exactly. So I do love that stuff. You know, Instagram is all about the eye candy. So let's be real about that. But I think it's also important to just, that's why I love stories too. At first, when stories started on Instagram, I was like, what is this? I don't like this. This is weird, you know? (laughs) But then I realized it was an opportunity to really connect with people daily. Like, hey, this is what I'm having, or this is what I'm reading. This is what we're eating, or this, or just a random like jump in there with some thoughts about some things, you know? Um, And I think it's a really great way to connect. And I think the other piece of advice that I would give people, I realize I totally went off topic there, but the other piece of advice I'd probably give people is just to use all the avenues possible to promote your business. Um, I'm trying to post regularly on Pinterest. I try to make sure I post regularly on Facebook. Um, Obviously, I have a schedule for YouTube, which is you know, I want to tell people too, if you're jumping into YouTube, posting three videos a week is not realistic. Um, it's nope. start, start, where, <laughs> start where you can, you know what I mean? Start with where, you know, you can do it and do it well, like don't half-ass it. You know what I mean? Um, if you can only put up one video a month, then that's one more video a month than you were putting up before. You know, that's how I right. started. I was like one random video here, one random video there. And then I took the opportunity to kind of learn from other creators. There is an entire community on YouTube that will tell you how to YouTube, you know, and it's free. There's resources out there that will, I I bought a new camera recently. I didn't know how to use that thing. There's like a thousand videos on YouTube on how to use it. Um, There's just so many resources available to you as someone, if you're trying to grow your platform, whether it's just Instagram or Instagram and YouTube, there's so many resources out there and you should use them and post frequently, regularly, but not at annoying rates. (laughs) You know, like nobody wants to see 10, nobody wants to see you post 10 
pictures on Instagram in one day. That's like too much. And, you know, um, and who's looking at that? right. No one, no <laughs> one's really looking at that, but you know, maybe one a day, if you can one, every other day, if you can, you'll, you'll find what works for you in your season of life. So that's what I really want to tell people is if you're starting this, recognize the season of life that you're in be okay with it, but understand that that could change and you could grow with it. Don't get frustrated because you can't post a picture a day. You can't post three videos a week. You can't do all of these things. You will get there. It takes time. And like every creator out there says, it is a marathon. It is not a race. Um, And that's so important. You just have to stick with it and be in there for the long haul if this is what you really want to do. And I know that there are people that are going to support you. And I'm one of those people. I always tell people, my DMs are always open. If you have questions about stuff or you need help with something, I am here to help. Because again, that is how we build community. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I'm definitely here um, to ask all the questions as well. So... (laughs) So yeah, I think um, your journey with YouTube has been quite like uh, quite a few people. Like mm-hmm. you know, you started really getting consistent. What about two years ago? Yes. And really getting into it and and posting and getting different things. So there is definitely a math to how to do it. There is. But I think what people do. Okay, let me just stop. I think what I do uh, <laughs> yeah. is I focus on the plan. Mm-hmm. And how to make sure that when I start, it's a hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. When the reality is that's not possible because right. of the situation that I'm in, because I am, you know, a stay-at-home mom, because all these other things, I gotta just do it. Mm-hmm. Like I just gotta do it, and then I can get better as it grows. I can learn more. I can take a few minutes here to listen to a, a podcast or mm-hmm. watch a video right. on how to get better. But I think we all focus on like how to be the best because when you really look at content creation nowadays starting six years ago five years ago is way different than starting today and it it makes you feel like you don't have the camera if you don't have the editing software right if you don't have the microphone for me a podcaster like if I don't have the microphone if I don't have all these things then I can't do it right or at least I can't do it in a way that people will listen Mm -hmm. because who is want to listen to what I have to say or watch my videos when they can go over to you know someone else's video mm-hmm. and their video was shot in 4k and right. edited by a professional with sound effects and <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> I, I see a lot of YouTubers that are like I sent my video over to my editor and I'm like excuse me <laughs> did you uh, who, who them they work for free because I don't got no yeah. I don't got no money for that yeah. but. I think like for me my journey with YouTube my first year I recorded everything on my phone I didn't even have a camera. I didn't have a microphone. All the stuff that I recently got was when I decided, okay, this is now a business. I'm going to take like this month's YouTube income and invest back into my business and get a camera. And then I got a microphone. And then just recently over the past like three months or so, so into my, well into my second year of YouTube, I invested in better editing software. And um, I subscribe to a uh, music service for better music, but you can really start your channel with zero dollars. You know, just your camera on your phone is like better than most professional cameras that you can buy. And I would tell people, don't even worry about the 4k nonsense because first of all that stuff takes forever to render on your computer oh, goodness. <laughs> um i don't even yes, i have uh. a i have a 4k camera and i will not shoot in 4k that just 
it takes too much of my valuable time. And I just, I shoot in regular 1080p and, and just go on about my business because my camera loves it. My battery lasts longer. My computer is happy with me, um, <laughs> you know. Um, it, yeah, it's I, not heat overheating, right? Right. And I and I what I did was I just kind of created a schedule that would work, right? So I know, like for example, on Sunday, I do have to film and edit my plan with me because it goes up on Monday. But then I know a lot of times, like I'm recording the whole week before for the weekly vlog that coming Wednesday. So my Monday and Wednesday video are almost always already planned out like it's a no-brainer right and then Fridays are usually what I leave for like some sort of a chit chat video a review video or a setup video something random um and when you look at a whole month of content you realize that 90% of it is already planned out for you like a lot of people don't know this but my last week of every month is always the same it is a plan with me it is a monthly plan with me and a monthly favorites it's like, yeah, I like that. no I thought like process that. at all. So you don't have to sit there and think so hard, what am I going to post? You know what I mean? And then it also gives me a week break from vlogging so that I have, again, that balance in my life where I'm not vlogging all of the time. I have a week off where I can kind of recharge my batteries. Um, and it's just, you know, you got to kind of come up with a rhythm that works for you. So for example, for you, if you're doing YouTube and you know that you want to record a video and it's probably going to take you an hour, you're probably going to frame that somewhere around when your son takes his nap, right? Hoping that he stays asleep that long. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Oh, no, no, my kids are asleep. Exactly. Right, right. And sometimes I just know, like, I know that this is where I can fit something in because, you know, I know that my kids will be at work or at school and my husband's at work. So I know the house will be quiet. You know what I mean? It's not always perfect. You know, I don't have a whole day where I have to film. I have a full time job, but you have to make it work with the season of life that you're in. So that's why I say if you can only post one video a month, keep posting that one video a month. You also might want to tell your audience that you're posting one video a month, you know, communicate like yesterday I had posted, you know what, I'm not posting my usual Wednesday video. I wanted my attention to be on the inauguration and the, you know, how historic it was today. And I didn't want my focus to be on editing a video or interacting with my audience. I really wanted to be in this moment today. Um, And I let people know that, you know, I posted it on YouTube, like, hey, no video today, it'll be up tomorrow. But communicate with your audience so that they're not always wondering what the heck is going on, you know, because they kind of, they become invested in you. People know I post Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I've had people tell me, oh, I thought Wednesday's video was going to be X, Y, and Z. Why? Because I told them that on Monday. They listen, they pay attention. Um, So kind of give them that courtesy back. If something's going to change, let them know that it's going to change and what your plan is moving forward. If you don't communicate with your audience and they don't know what to expect from you, they're not going to stick around. Okay. I think that is all amazing, Mm -hmm. amazing advice. Um, I'm definitely listening to it. Um, don't, don't listen, listeners, don't take this as I'm about to start a YouTube channel. You might, something, you might not, don't even, cause I know I'm gonna get a message like, Oh, you started a YouTube channel. I told you, you this a year ago, ma'am. But these, ma'am are, sir. but these are all things that you can do with even a podcast. Like if you know, you regularly post a podcast on Mondays, but you're suddenly not going to post on a Monday. You should still tell your audience yes. that that podcast hey, is not going to. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's absolutely right. That's it for this week's episode. I want to thank Julie for stopping by and sharing her story with us. 
Listen, I always love to connect with people on different levels. So that a uh, military spouse level was definitely fun to connect on. If you want to learn more about Julie and the amazing things that she's doing over there on her Instagram and her YouTube channel, make sure you check the show notes and check your girl out because she is definitely, definitely bomb. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And of course, leave your girl a review wherever you listen to your podcast. If you can't leave a review on the platform you listen to, make sure you come to Instagram and holler at your girl and let everybody know how you feeling. Until then, I'm here to talk if you're here to listen. <laughs>